What's up, Rise fans? Welcome to Season 1, Episode 7 of Rise. This will, God willing, get better. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Robbie's crippling self-doubt, Gwen's rebellious turn, and is Sasha getting an abortion? We'll find out. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz Cause every time we touch, I get this feeling And every time we kiss, I swear I can fly Don't you feel my heart oh, you're so good. I want this to last, I need you by my side That is the best song ever And very fitting for this episode yes. because there was a lot of touching. A lot of touching. Yeah. We're going to get into that later, plus a fun new special segment about Spring Awakening and a little bit of news and gossip. But first, we have a lovely panel. So, Taller panel, but yeah, smaller. Well, we're, we're missing two. We're missing Becca right now and uh, Justin. Justin, but they will be back next week, hopefully. Knock on wood. Um, but yeah, introduce yourself. Hey guys, I'm Shay Jones. Hello, I'm Taylor Gates. And let's dig right into this. I'm Mina, by the way. If you haven't been watching our previous episodes, you should definitely go on YouTube and check those out. Download iTunes. Um, But yeah, what were your overall thoughts of this week's episode? So many things to say. Um, It's a lot. We're, we're gonna get into it. Though. I feel so like I can I cannot like put it in one sentence right now. So I think that it had a lot of humor though, which I really appreciated. Like I liked, I loved the whole like kind of um, montage of like the terrible tech rehearsal they did. I thought it was so <laughs> funny. Like people were stepping in paint. Like just everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Yeah, and I I don't know. I kind of liked the more playful like fun side that we saw of Rise this episode because I thought it was been really dramatic and really serious before this. I definitely agree with you. It's been so dark lately. We still had some of those dark elements, you know, um, especially if we're talking about abortion from, like, the very first right. the very first scene. Yeah. Um, they did a good job mixing it, though, I think. Yeah, yeah. They had, they had some, like, gl- glimmer of hope in there, and they had some levity to it, which was definitely much needed, because it's been, like, one tragedy after another, yeah. <laughs> after another issue. So it's good to, like, add some levity to that. Um... But one character that's honestly dealing with a lot right now, not the worst, but dealing with a lot psychologically, is Robbie, who's dealing with a lot of self-doubt right now. You know, he gave up football for his dream of being in this play, which he didn't even realize was his passion until he was just thrust into that spotlight. Um, What do you think of that terrible acting? (laughs) What do you think of those scenes? Hmm. He did his best. (laughs) Um... I can just, I, I think he, he tried to give it the emotion it needed. Did he really feel it? Because but that was that was a problem. Like did he? You, you're, he said you're he asking did. for you're asking for Miss Mizzou to like tell you how you want the scene to be done, but I can't tell you how the scene needs to be done. You've read the scene. You you should know the emotion that needs to be in there. I can't tell you how you're gonna feel as your character right now in the scene. How many times, how many weeks have you been going over this scene? Mm-hmm. You should know what you feel, and I can't make you... I can tell you what you're supposed to feel, but that doesn't mean you're going to actually show it to me at the same time. Do you know what I'm meaning? What's I, going on with Robbie? Why? Why know. is this happening? I thought it... I, I don't really know the, the why about it, but I did enjoy the fact that we got that, just because I feel like the acting and the singing has been going pretty easily for him so far. Mm-hmm. So to see a little bit of struggle is, like, really nice, because if you're just 
starting out acting, like, he's been acting for, what, like, a few weeks? Yeah. Like, it's not easy, like, and he doesn't have really any prior experience with it. So I think it's really realistic to see him, especially getting nervous. Maybe it's just because the date's approaching so fast and Mm -hmm. he's, like, just getting more anxious and more nervous and doubting himself more and more. Yeah. Um, But I like that they had that element in it because I feel like it's a a thing that could definitely really happen. Do you know what I think? Honestly, I think that Robbie is way too scared to tap into that emotion because Mm -hmm. it hits so close to home. What's happening in this place, Spring Awakening, is talking about the loss of a best friend and the love of your life. And right now, he's actually dealing with his mom being in the hospital. So I don't think he wants to get into that territory because it's so emotional and he hasn't been able to deal with it in real life and grapple with you know, the fact that he might be losing his mother. That's a very dark place to visit, especially when you're just acting in a high school play. This isn't Broadway. This isn't... He's not, like, training for an Oscar, mm-hmm. you know? So it is... Tony. Extremely... Oh, yeah, Tony. And Tony. award. I'm just like, since we're talking, yeah. talking about Broadway, you know, I have to, like, throw that out there for it's clarification. True. Yeah, but this is a TV show. And in that, <laughs> in, that, <laughs> in that same vein, he is also kind of losing his, like, best friends from the football team because we saw that at the party... Like, how they there's, like, some disconnected there, and he's, like, kind of benched from that. So he, I guess, essentially is losing, like, the love of his life, being his mother, and, like, his and best football. friends on football. Yeah. So he is losing he both, is losing. just in an interesting and kind of way. And he doesn't want to have to deal with that. And that's why his scenes with Lillette are so much stronger, because he can tap into that, because he's actually feeling it in the moment. It's when art imitates life. Yeah. So it's much easier... Like, that's method acting. I'm, he's already in love with her. So true. Um, well, not technically. And my theory, like, we were talking when we uh, were watching the scene was the fact that when he was, like, everything was going great for, like, in the theater, but it was, like, he wasn't giving his full potential when he was on the football field. Now I feel like everything's reversed in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like, he's trying to still give his all to football, but that's also affecting the fact that his acting at the same time. Yeah. What do you two think about the dynamic between Robbie and Mr. Mazoo? Do you think that, you know, Mr. Mazoo is warranted in, in his little explosion or strict coaching? Or do you think that, hey, cut the kids some slack? Taylor? Cut the kids some slack. <laughs> I don't know. He, Mr. Mazoo has just been kind of bothering me more and more lately in these episodes. I just feel like he seems almost very entitled and he's sort of like childish he like basically threw a tantrum at this rehearsal and like tracy's trying to rein him back in and be like listen like he's literally like 16 you have to calm down and not like scream at him for not like getting this not right away because it has been a long time but it's still like a really vulnerable like difficult place to get and so I just I wish that he would just be nicer. But it's like this isn't football, you're not just throwing a ball back and forth. But the part the point whole thing about the scene between Robbie and Lou at that moment, it wasn't even about Robbie. It was about Gordy. Yeah. And that was like the point. Like it is like what I'm talking to you right now, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about my son, but since somehow I can't even get to my son right now I'm thrusting it on yeah. the, as your problem. And that's, that's, let's crazy. talk about Gordy, yeah. actually. You bring up a good point. That was about Gordy, and Gordy is taking the steps he needs to take. Uh, I mean, for the most part, you know, he admitted that he had a problem. That's step one, and now he's going to this thing known as the 12 steps of recovery. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get rid of this problem he has of alcoholism, and he seems to be doing quite well on the surface. But then we find out the truth, and the psychiatrist says you know, Gordy's good at putting on a show. 
Did you think that he was putting on a show, or did you think he was actually taking the steps necessary to become better and to recover? I think it's a little bit of both. Because, yeah. like, he's obviously going through withdrawals. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell, like, he's very jittery still. Like, it's like he still needs that. Like, he like he wants it to get through the day, but now he's kind of realizing that, oh, I'm, maybe I am dependent on it. And then I still love when he looks like going and it kind of calms him in a sense. Like, yeah. Like, gives him that, that just piece he needs to get through the rest She's of She's his drug, that's why. Uh-huh, it's not a bad drug to have, but, um, yeah, that's my theory. Yeah, in a way, I think he is putting on a show, but I don't even know if he quite realizes that he is. I feel like he thinks he really is trying his hardest and, like, getting there as fast as he can, but I think that he probably is holding back, but maybe not realizing that, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does make sense. And, you know, he does have this great psychiatrist that he's working with, but you know what I think? I think he needs a better mentor than that. I think he needs Maria Menounos. That's who could really help him. He <laughs> needs to listen so to one true. of her podcasts. That I was mean, a really, that's a very good point. <laughs> that's, yeah. So do you guys want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life? For those who do, we have got the podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister that you have always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, let Maria know it was us, the Rise After Show, who sent you there. Conversations with Marie Menounos, podcast edition. Check it out, guys. Check it out, guys. It's free. Like it's free. we need a lot of free things in LA. Yes, <laughs> and there's a lot of there's a lot of um, AfterBuzz hosts that are actually like guests on it a lot, so you might see some familiar faces, which is really cool. And even though Maria is not a psychiatrist, she does bring on people in the medical profession to talk about all sorts of things. Yeah. So it's honestly beneficial. It's not just career advice. It's literally anything you can think of. Her guests are phenomenal. Her interviewing style is impeccable. Like she's it's, amazing, it's guys. So good. Seriously, everyone could use it in their life. Yeah, and Gordy, Gordy needs it. <laughs> no, he doesn't. It. Like I don't know if Gordy is ready to enter a relationship with Gwen at this point because shouldn't you bring the best version of yourself before you get into a relationship? But that's a double edged sword. Though. It is high school. But that's a double edged sword to say that though, because neither one of them are at their best right now. Yeah. So like, they find comfort and solace with each other. But like I think they are both messed up individuals right now but the point is neither cares mm-hmm. or they accept the fact that they're both not doing okay and, right. and that's like a good feeling to have with another person when you're just like hey I'm a mess you're a mess you don't fault me I don't fault you and we can just be ourselves mess and all and that's for high school that's a great feeling and mm-hmm. I think we do have to give Gordy some credit because he is although he's apparently not putting in like all of the work like he is taking the time to go like he's trying at least a little bit like is he doing every single thing he can maybe not but he's putting some work in it he's not denying you know the fact that he's a problem anymore so like I think he's getting there and I would like to give him some credit for that I think the biggest yeah. step is if he admits to when he has a problem I think that would yeah. be for me that would be like the biggest step he could take because like only his though. family no he just says you call me there's no re- there's no reason and why you call me you just do no no I mean he did admit that he had a problem to his parents that's mm. what I'm saying because no, otherwise, someone besides his parents, besides his family, okay, like got it. Unless other people know, and you're just keeping it condensed to one little small area, it's hard to be held accountable. Mm. Yeah, 
And yeah, like, okay. and also be called upon it. Like, hey, like I, I see you about to go maybe spiral. Let me try to help you as a friend to get back on the road that you need to be on right now because you you do want to get help apparently. Mm-hmm. But like, just keeping it just within the family. That's a good start, but he has a long path to go. Mm-hmm. Were you guys expecting the climax that happened? Literally, were you guys <laughs> expecting the climax that happened between? Gordy and Gwen. Because I didn't see it coming. I honestly did not see it coming this soon. Uh, I won't say I didn't expect it. I won't say I was not... Hmm. How do you word that? Um, it didn't surprise you. It didn't you, surprise me. But you weren't expecting it. Yeah, I didn't... I was expecting it. I don't... But, like, she said, I don't think I was expecting it this episode, but definitely, yeah. like, it was leading there. Right. I, I thought they were just early. gonna maybe kiss... But once she got that nose piercing, there was no stopping first her. First of all, she's the a la parent trap version, too. I'm like, first of all, yeah. I don't know if that's safe. Like, did you, like, did you light this <laughs> needle before not. you stuck it into yourself? <laughs> you just put ice on you, and then you just, and you just, like, like no, not even a tear. I don't know what I was expecting when she did it, but I was thinking some kind of emotion more than mm-hmm. just, like, an indifference to the fact that I'm sticking a needle into my nose. I do have to say, though, I am glad they just had her pierce her nose, and, because I was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna, like, go drinking, or, like, get, go on, get on drugs or something. It's like, okay, a nose piercing, like, I can live with. Like, that's a little bit lower stakes. <laughs> Honestly, when, when Lou Mazoo was saying that I should have just made her Sandy in the remake of Grease, uh-huh. I was like, she is Sandy from Grease, though. She's the good girl going bad, but isn't fully corrupt, just mm-hmm. has that, like, outward facade of being, like, the bad girl now. Yeah. And it's funny because Gordy's kind of like the John Travolta character that is, like, you know, kind of like this bad boy yeah. trying to become good in a way. So I love that they're both foils to each other, and they have different personalities, and that's why I think the line, when we were watching the scene where they're both in geometry class or in in math class, Shay's like, this isn't, what are you talking about? Why is this line important? And I was like, because it's symbolic. I circled symbolic (laughs) on my notes here, because the teacher, the math teacher said, parallel lines will never touch, intersecting lines will, and you kind of see that there They're are intersecting lines. They're going on different paths, but the paths are going to come together at some point because Gwen is becoming more like Gordy and Gordy is becoming more like Gwen. And I think that's very interesting that, you know, they're finally meeting now. Yeah. I think for me, because when I, when I heard out that just thought, like, as a math person, yeah, parallel lines don't touch. Like, that's also why I looked at you when you said that. I was like, what are you talking about symbolic? I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, let's play this in slow motion. Like, my, math, my mathematical brain was just like... Yeah, Pearl, like, that's correct. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, so confused. Everything's a symbol. Everything's symbolic. Everything's just a little egg here and the egg there for you to, like... Definitely. Burst it open. That's TV for you. Man, but speaking of, like, drama, but just besides, like, Macius. Mm Mm-hmm. Macius had some... It was so sad. I was, like, watching a puppy get kicked. And honestly, Macius, I've never seen a character that sweet. Like, he's just... He radiates purity, and he's just so angelic and, and... even when he was mad, it was like, that's all you got? That's all you got? <laughs> like, that was a whole, that's a lot of worse things you could have said besides, I didn't think there was a no lying sign on the door. Like, I could have thought a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Was, I, I mean, go, I mean, oh, though, I was like, vicious. <laughs> it was just like, what are, what is these things you're saying, vicious? Like, uh, what happened to our little boy? Yeah. He's that like, whole literally I'm, Mandy Moore from A Walk to Remember. He's just like the purest, <laughs> cutest little thing. And I'm like, how? His circumstances are so rough and intense, and yet he has this pure heart and is I mean, just so kind. Some things, when something tragic happens to certain people, 
especially when you grow up in situations like Mason, you somehow still keep your angelic, like, purity. Your I innocence. feel like you still keep your innocence. And people always wonder why. And it's just, I always find it interesting. I think because I feel like if he does lose that innocence, he will break. And I think that's the one thing that hasn't broken him. It's his right. innocence. His innocence is right now still intact. And that's, I, it's his strength at the same time, you know? Like, it's keeping him, like, strong. Mm-hmm. Even when he's... Despite like, this he doesn't risque know, spring yeah. awakening play, he's still super innocent and pure. <laughs> well, I mean, he's the only one not, like, in a, like, real situation. He's he's doing more, like, family, like, his mom wants to come back and take him in that. That has to be reality check because if if my mom takes me back, I have to leave Stanton. Yeah. I have to leave this nice family. I finally got, I finally deserve. In, in a way, I think that's also what he's scared of, too, which is why he hasn't said anything. I have not scared. even been, like, the biggest Gail fan. Like, she's been okay. Like, well, but I haven't been, like... I agree. Oh, I love her so much. I loved her this episode. Like, yeah. I loved the moments between her and Maisha's and, like... She was firm but sweet. Yes, like, she was... Uh, she was, like, the mom that we all deserve. Like, in <laughs> one, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... I really liked that. And I thought that... Like, I was very confused on the whole, like, dryer situation at first. I was like, what is he doing with the shoe? Like, I don't He's trying to dry his... Like, ain't you ever trying to dry some sneakers? No, I've never tried to dry sneakers. No, I actually have I have not. I I have. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I've never... Like, you have you broken the dryer? I know, I haven't, but it made, like, a lot of noise. I've never wanted to dry my tennis shoes. Seriously? I know, I have How do you get them clean? Well, that... that, I don't know. You gotta listen to Maria Menounos. She'll give you all the life hacks. But I was, like, very confused. I was like, is he playing a prank or something? I don't know. It was weird, but... Um, but then I understood, and I was like, that's a smart way to kind of get there. And the fact that he was just, like, trying to fix it because he was so scared of how they're going to react. Oh, yeah. It just broke my heart. Like, he's like, because oh. for him, like, I said, I think he's scared, which is also why he hasn't told them. Mm-hmm. Like, he's yeah. like, if I tell you, oh, now I'm going to get kicked out of the one place that actually feels like, you know, I could be happy. But, like, then she, like, I love to go for this. I'm just like, look. We're gonna argue. We're gonna be mad. But we're still gonna be coming to this breakfast table. We're gonna eat together. We're gonna have a conversation. They keep losing like one person from the school one at a time. I wish it just happened yeah. at the same time just to see how everyone. <laughs> bye bye, mass exodus. Bye everyone. I guess there's no play going on. But the anymore. thing is, like, if there is no Mations, I feel like there is no show. No, for sure. He's glue. <laughs> it's the glue of Spring Awakening. I mean, if there's no. I always thought if there's no Mr. Mizzou, there's no show, but clearly we saw. There was still a Rosie show. Perez is with no Mr. Mizzou. It was fine. Tracy is still like killing, killing it. it, and she she steps in when, when everything hits the fan with with Lou and his and himself and and his self doubt and his frustration. Yeah, he's kind of like Robbie this episode. He's kind of lost all hope. Um, there's a lot going on with with Lou and Gail. We didn't see a ton of them uh, together, mm-hmm. but we did see like how they're balancing all of these different things in their lives um but i want to talk about a different set of parents i want to talk about lalette's mom (laughs) vanessa and coach gwen's dad what is happening he's reverting but it's i can't blame him in a way because the chemistry is intense okay you say reverting i just don't think it's reverting i don't know for me okay well obviously he's going back to that what happened what was a mistake in the past maybe it's not a mistake anymore okay yeah, okay, that, I agree with that. I don't think it's a mistake anymore. Okay, it, to me, it's still a mistake only because he's still married. Until, for me, at least until divorce papers are signed, mm-hmm. that's when we can hook up in your hotel room as much as we like because we're adults. Motel. <laughs> a it's room sketchier. that is paid in the hour call, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just feel like that's a little bit, 
I would appreciate if she'd have been like, "What are we like?" When she at the end, what are we doing? Is like he's like, "Is it still okay if I take a little bit more time?" No, it's not okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm lying to my daughter. I'm trying to give her a better version of myself, but I'm all like, she's reverting back to almost who she was before the beatdown she did over mm-hmm. at the diner, mm-hmm. and that's what I don't like. Right. I'm I want I want her to that. stand up. But here's the thing, though. I do feel like we saw a different side of Vanessa, just because even though she was doing those things, she still stepped up as a mom. She still went out of her way to make. Her on her way let, home to have a love. cover. And she's lying, too. I know. I know it was a cover, but at the same time, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, is what she's doing the worst thing in the world? I'm playing devil's advocate I mean, here because I'm very torn. I don't think it's the worst thing. She. I feel like they're both, because they're both going through their own different things. Mm-hmm. And they're both trying to snatch just, like, little piece of happiness so they can when everything is basically not going okay. And do I begrudge him for that? No, I don't begrudge him for that. But doing it as a way to avoid the problems you need to be dealing with, that's what I have an issue with. And they're kind of putting themselves before their kids because this makes things very awkward for Lila and Gwen, I feel like. And so I just think it's kind of a selfish move, especially because he's still married. Like, if he was divorced, like, I would still not be here for it, but I would understand it more and, like, be a little bit more like sympathetic and like you know forgiving of this. It's about if the kids don't find out though. Oh, when they're going to. When is going to let it rip? <laughs> yeah, we I know am, it's gonna happen. Oh, that's a prediction early, but yeah, she's gonna it's gonna go all on her out. way to give him her one slice of pepperoni pizza. Yeah, she wanted to forgive him. Yeah. I mean, that's hard. That really, I mean, you if you didn't turn away that night. Maybe it wouldn't have happened. I'm not saying that like it's Glenn's fault because it's not. Circumstances just happened. However, it would have been a very different thing if she just would have let him drive her home. Mm-hmm. This wouldn't be happening right now. That's me know, playing guys. devil's advocate. I'm, so. just, I'm just not here for it. And that, like, you don't like them as a couple? No. And like just objectively. And like I, I just don't like them. I just I don't, don't they like both them. deserve to find love? They and that, just I, think, that's, I think that's it for me. That's why I like it so much. They actually do and they're actually good with each other. Mm-hmm. I think they're good for each other. I don't even have good if rationale, really, about sense. why I don't want them to be together. I just really don't. <laughs> I just don't like it. It's because of the way it happened. Yeah. And the way you just, get someone is the way you lose someone. Yeah, it's so. like a little bit, it's a little bit like, shady and it. Yeah. I feel yeah. like she should I just want like, let to be happy. Well, what about, oh, who do we ship then? Other than Gwen and Gordon, who do we ship? Do we ship Robbie. Jeremy and Jeremy. Yes, do I we do. ship them? I need to know more about Jeremy. I feel like we don't know anything about him. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe you guys would be cute, but like, their what's chemistry your personality? is off the charts, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, they're cute. And and yeah, okay. Well, do you want to like talk yeah, about that whole let's thing? Talk right about about Robbie and okay. Let's talk about the love a triangle. A yeah, well, obviously, Robbie and Lilette you didn't makes sense. Yourself. Yeah, no, that's a given. We don't even have to talk <laughs> about that. We've already agreed on that. But no, let's talk about it's the a- love triangle between <laughs> Annabelle, Simon, and Jeremy. Taylor can go this first. is an intense. Love triangle just feel right so here. so sad for Annabelle. I just, because... I feel bad for Jeremy, honestly. I, just, I feel bad for literally everyone in the situation, to be honest. Yeah, because, because for Simon. No, I feel bad Simon for Simon, Simon probably too. has it the hardest, because he's torn. Like, it's... I feel like it's... In a way, it's harder to be Simon, because it's hard it's hard for someone who isn't comfortable with that identity yet. Yeah. I think he really does have it the most difficult. Um, because all of this is happening... And it's on his hands. It's not like it's happening to him. It's happening because of him yeah. and to him. Yeah, that's true. It's like all. It's basically like all his decision right now. It's mm-hmm. like he has to make the choice for himself. Like he can't just be like a passive 
character. It's not an easy choice when you live with your parents and you can get disowned for something like yeah. that. I feel oh, I feel so sad. I just I really do. I feel what should sad he do? For all of them. I I don't know. I'm not gonna say I don't have no sympathy. Um, I just still don't agree with the fact using your own problem. Mm-hmm. Using Annabelle as a way to cover yeah, up as a way to cover your issue of your issue. Like there is a way if you were still on the fence about Jeremy, there's a way you could have gone about it without trying to say, oh, now let's get physical. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a way you could do that without where she's going to get hurt and where you already have your clothes off and bed. like, oh, I can't do this. Because I felt bad for Annabelle in that moment. Any girl, that moment, you're just like, oh, it's not about me? Because it feels like it is about me. And, like, even though you did, that was not your intention, and I totally understand that's not your intention, that's, you know, your your decision that you made to go mm-hmm. down this road leads here. Right. I feel like there, there, that could have been a, just a better way to get... To where he needs to go and find out his own decision, make up his own mind about his own identity without just hurting her that way. I just felt so terrible. Taylor, what is the proper way to go about this love triangle? Oh, gosh. Is there a proper way to go about it? <laughs> I don't know. It? I really do. I feel like it's so messy that it's just so, like, there's no easy choice. Is there a way for him to redeem himself without coming out? I, I think at this. <laughs> I think at that point you might have to. You like well, not even come out. Just he has to accept what he's going through and who he is. Because until that happens, like it's still this is just still going to be a mess. You're still not. Your scene's still not going to be right. You can't touch the person you actually want to touch. Mm-hmm. Because when you lied, and you still never had sex with nobody, and then you hurt two people you actually genuinely care about, even though obviously you care about one more in a romantic aspect right it's just a he's big definitely bummer. yeah honestly struggles with identity are probably the toughest struggles yeah. and no one knows that better than michael who is transitioning mm-hmm. um that i don't even know how anyone would navigate something that complex like complex especially in a high school setting but we see him uh talking to sasha you know the the girl who's pregnant right now and he tries to go after her to really understand what she's going through but she goes into the women's restroom and I felt like that was just like this intense reminder oh I can't go in there anymore I notice that that's a really good point I also think she did it because she knew he wouldn't yeah that's a really good point I didn't even mm-hmm. realize that when I was watching it yeah I saw it and I was like oh this is just a reminder that Michael is trans and yeah I also think it was a dig towards him because they used to be friends and then they obviously drifted apart and Michael put distance between them and now in a way, I understand. They weren't friends. They were no, they more, were friends. They were more than that. Really? No, yeah. they were... They I, were, they I were, sensed that there was something else oh. underneath it. You didn't You didn't. No, they were just friends. That? Are you sure about that? Best friends? Yeah, Michael said it. Yeah. I could see it being either. Because they said best friends, but then I felt like there was like this underlying... Oh, there was something else there oh. that was unspoken. I mean, I could... F- okay, I can I see what you're it. saying. It was like very palpable. But I don't think... Either of them even recognizes it, in a sense, like, almost... Like, I can see, definitely, like, they're the odd couple. Like, I can see them being a couple. That's but what also that's why, like... They were weird together. Like, it sounded like a relationship that was an unstated relationship. But yes. I also think that's why, like, Michael put distance between them. Because, obviously, he's transitioning in his own way, but maybe he's also starting to realize, oh, I might have feelings for Sasha. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I didn't in really sense. pick up on that then, but I can see it now that you say it. Like, mm-hmm. looking back, I'm like, oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Interesting. That's just me. 
we will see how that But it's also a double-edged sword, too, in the same way, because she's trying to push him away from her own stuff. Yeah. And you're blaming him for doing the same thing to you. Does her dad actually know? Because I thought that was... Oh, Tracy showed up. Tracy moved with her. Oh, he knows. But, but like, is he accepting it? Like, we don't know that part. Yeah, does he, like, really know? Like, does he really... Has he absorbed it? Oh, right. I think that... I don't know. This is a prediction. I don't want to get too far in, but I feel like he knows and is not happy, and Sasha's lying about it. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, oh, he's so cool with it, and I don't think he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He has no job. I'm pretty sure he's like, I have. I already have you to feed, and I have no money. How yeah. are we going to feed this new kid that's about to mm-hmm. come out of you? Um, yeah, and hmm. this kid is going to... Who's he going to look like? Is he going to look like Aaron Carter, or is he going to look like Really? I wish you stopped calling that ex-boyfriend I swear Aaron to you, Carter, man. I swear to you, that kid looked exactly like Aaron Carter. I was like, oh, he's made a comeback. He's made his cameo. If no Aaron, one else saw that. And Aaron Carter was got like probably lost on next show like twenty pounds or something. Like, Aaron Carter's oh, too old. Back. He has no. Let us know in the comments. Does that guy look like Aaron Carter? I really we need to know. I we really need I, to know. I have to see like two pictures side by side because I'm just like. <laughs> well, she kept saying, I was just like, what? Like, what are you saying? <laughs> I swear, I've, I've never seen that a resemblance that's more on point than, than that Amazing. in a while. Yeah. I, um, okay. Yeah. Are there any are there any other characters you would like to delve into? Because I feel um, like we got the majority of that. Oh. Anything l- else? Lou. Okay. For me, for this was, I, sometimes I, I don't agree with you about how she feels about Lou. I actually, I did today only in just in like a smidge of a sense because you Tracy knows she's done so many shows there. Use her by going scene by scene, not just trying to do a full run through with some kids who haven't even done it yet. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he he's I I love the passion that he's like okay I'm gung ho let's do it but like dude this is also your first performance mm-hmm. and Tech Week is hell for a reason. Everything will go wrong for yeah. in Tech Week for a reason. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, we need to pace ourselves. We do. Yes, Tracy has had to calm him down, like, so many times as to fix all these situations for him. I'm like, Tracy should be the director. I'm sorry, but, like, <laughs> she thing, should. Yeah, she really should. But she the, should. the thing that's so frustrating is whenever something happens in their personal lives, it trickles into their performances. Yes. And it's like, can yeah. we be professional for a second? I know we're kids here, but <laughs> yeah. come on, let's just get the act together and act. Yeah. Like, we're not, like, we're separating that for now, okay? Like, come on, guys. Yeah. But what I would like to do is I would I would like to talk about this new segment that we have right now called Fun Facts. <laughs> we are going to be talking about Spring Awakening. We do have a fun fact. Yes, Taylor, guys, take I it have away. a fun fact. Um, I actually did my sign language project on this a few years ago because in 2015, um, the Deaf West, um, which is like it was a mixture of hearing actors and deaf actors um, put on a production of Spring Awakening, and it got, like, super, super good reviews. I'm pretty sure that it ended up um, doing a performance at the Tony Awards, mm-hmm. and it starred um, Marley Matlin, who was on, like, Switched at Birth and a bunch of sh- a bunch of shows. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that was a fun little fact to share because, like, I think that really kind of encompasses, like, Spring Awakening as a mm-hmm. whole, like, the communication barriers and, like, being different but being accepted in a community, and it's really cool. I did a lot of research on it, and if you guys want to learn more, just Google it, the Spring Awakening um, Deaf West production. Yeah. That's super cool, and I it shows that, I mean, yeah, that is super inclusive, but it kind of mirrors how the show is. For sure. Uh, not just Spring Awakening in the play, but how Spring Awakening is being portrayed in Rise, where they're including everybody. They're yeah. including people of color, like Robbie. They're including, like, an interracial connection between Lalette and Robbie. Yeah. They're including a trans person. They're including so many different types of people. 
that it's just refreshing to see people portraying those characters yeah. who actually come from that same background in For a sure. sense. Um, yeah, it's all about representation in, awesome. in art, and I think that's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, I wonder if Spring Awakening is going to kind of reflect what's going on in their personal lives apart from the play, and if there's going to be some parallels there. So why don't we get into predictions right now and see? And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Take it away. Okay, I can go. <laughs> um, so, obviously, I think that we are going to end up meeting Macius's birth mom. And I hope that since he and Gail had that talk, and she kind of reassured him that hopefully they can, like, either help him transition, or, like, if it's a bad situation, like, help him out of it. I just hope that connection, like, lasts, even if he does end up having to, like, go live with his mom for a while. Um, and I also think that we're going to see more of the... Tracy, Sasha kind of maternal mentor relationship. Mm-hmm. There's like a little tiny sliver of it in the promo. And that's also just like really hopeful thinking because I just <laughs> love those two. Um, for me, Gwen's gonna let out of the bag mm-hmm. to the lit or if not like it might like it might last like the season finale and maybe like after they do a great performance. Gwen's mom and Lilette's mom's gonna have a showdown and mm-hmm. I'm actually here for it. Like, I would just love to see that. I wonder what a, what it would be like if both of them were to discover their parents at the same time together. Like, if they would ever band together and be like, this is not I okay. I hope so. Like, maybe you can make them closer and not drift. That's my optimistic thinking. Maybe it yeah. can bring them together in some weird, messed up way. Okay. Uh, You're like, no. I, like, I don't know. I, but also, I just really hope maybe they can, like, Simon will figure out and maybe he'll come out to his mom because she seems very like she's understanding a lot more. Maybe even the dad understands mm-hmm. what he, what he is like. You know, like some parents have that sense, mm-hmm. and, but they don't acknowledge it. Which also why I think he pushed Saint Francis so hard because mm-hmm. he maybe he felt like if he moved there, like it would get him away from it. Right. Which I just find really funny thinking by a parent. But okay, it's um, like nurture versus nature. Like maybe certain things won't be brought out in a different environment. That's probably what his dad is thinking. <laughs> That's all I got for you, Dad. Okay. Okay, what do you two think about the the teaser where we kind of see that... Sex Tickets, sells. yeah. Sex definitely <laughs> sells because we see that the little co- the little commercial that Mr. Mizzou puts together... Uh, he uh, didn't put... Somebody... Somebody someone else did it? Somebody, yeah, they, they don't know who it. did it. Somebody oh, else put it up. Yeah, it was literally just intense sexual scene after intense sexual scene after intense sexual scene from the play... And then we find out tickets are going to sell out next week. Yeah, their opening so, is sold out. But now yeah. the, here comes the PTA. Mr. Mizzou can sell those 30 tickets at a profit now. <laughs> yeah, that, that was true. a smart investment. But the PTA is now involved, which brings a whole other slew of parents we're going to meet. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually looking for who actually is, like, who kid might be in the play that might actually be a part of the PTA. Mm-hmm. But I also loved how they tried to blame Mr. Mizzou for it. He, I'm like, um, I didn't put it up here. Uh, I'm wondering. I don't if, know what you want me to do. It was like one of the PTA people being like, "Look how bad this is," and then it'll just like backfire and like sell a bunch that's of tickets. So that's my interesting. theory. That's so interesting. Well, that's also that's like telling the kid, "You better not do that." Yeah, seriously. <laughs> was it me? Look at how it. bad this is. Who's oh, the, awesome. who the most tech savvy person who would do the editing? Maybe she's the Mace, only one we yeah. know. I feel like Mace, but he's so pure. But I, I don't think imagine. he would do it though. He has his own stuff going on, so if it's not Mace's, I mean. Ma- Maybe Corey? I don't know. 
Mm, I don't know. I feel like maybe somebody we haven't even met yet. It could like be like we could somebody we have never like we've seen obviously, but we have never even met that character. We don't have mm-hmm. seen that name attached to that character. So yeah, I feel like that would be a nice surprise. It, mm-hmm. it will, and I do want to delve in a little bit into Sasha really quickly because we don't find out if she's going to get the abortion or not. She's still on the fence of what she's going to do. What do you think she'll decide by next week, or will she even reach a decision by next week? Um, I personally hope she keeps it and maybe give it for adoption. Mm-hmm. Like, to try to give, she can't, you know, take care of it, try to give the child a better life. Personally, that's just me because that's my opinion about situations in that department. Mm-hmm. If she does it, it's her body, it's her choice. Mm-hmm. I can't make it for her, so yeah. I'm just going to wait and see. I'm sticking with my assumption that Tracy's going to adopt it from last week. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. It could go either way. I, for some weird reason... I got the the gut feeling that she's going to lose the baby in a miscarriage oh. from all the stress that's being caused by her Aaron Carter boyfriends. Stop I shouldn't say that. Him. I don't know his name. I don't know his name. I'm sorry. I don't think he um, has a name. I feel like maybe he's they did. nameless. I feel like maybe they mean did. And I just boyfriend. can't remember. <laughs> yeah, mean boyfriend number one. Yeah, yeah. No, um, mean ex boyfriend. I definitely one. think that yeah, something traumatic like that will happen which if it does that'll be an interesting conversation to talk about like losing a a child which is really depressing and dark but it does definitely happen uh all the time so it would be interesting to see that play out um we do have a little bit of news and gossip by the way yes we do so hey guys that was extreme. I love it. That is new. <laughs> that was <laughs> jarring. <laughs> that was Where the did news it come from? Is that we have new sound effects. <laughs> hey though. guys, so I have news for you. So we might have a special guest skyping in next Tuesday. And if you want to know a little bit more about him, check out his show on YouTube Red called Youth and Consequences. It's very different from his character on Rise. He, he actually is. We're like, talking about Simon. He no. Who he, are we talking about? He. I don't want to. I mean. Jeremy. So his name, his real name is Sean <laughs> Grandillo. So Jeremy is supposed to be Skyping in with us next week. And he has a show on YouTube called Youth and Consequences. Actually, he plays a hacker. Mm-hmm. Not a very good one, but he, you know, he he does that. Um, and it's very, the writing is freaking amazing. Like, when you, if you thought you knew what high school was on Rise, mm-hmm. you need to see Youth and Consequences to get, like, a real, you need a mean girl experience meets Pretty Little Liars. And it's so amazing. Like, just the way it's scripted, the way it's right. And it's very female-empowered, which I also mm-hmm. love. Most of the actors um, are very strong women characters, and most of the people who worked on the crew were was very female-oriented. Right. So it was, it was very female empowerment, like, and also just sometimes somebody's going to screw you over, but, like, also the pe- person you think who screwed you over is going to be the person that lifts you right back up, which mm-hmm. is also what I love so much about Youth and Consequences. But also, because we're teenagers... Well, I'm not. We're not anymore. I forgot we're grown women. <laughs> but teenagers, like when you when you are youth, there are consequences, and this show really does breach a lot of amazing themes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when teens watch it, they're really going to connect and relate to it. It's a very relatable show. Awesome. That's not super. Do you work for this show? You definitely <laughs> sold. Are you on PR for this? I have um, a friend on it, so yeah, um, you know, you got to plug it. No, I'm sold. But now. he's he's amazing on it. Like he has a little scene where he just. We need to go into the cone of silence, mm-hmm. which is basically him going to his shower in his little trailer. Don't spoil it. We're going to yeah, find yeah, out yeah. all no, about that next it. week. Don't spoil it anymore. But that's just enough <laughs> yeah. to keep everyone at home watching this on YouTube or listening to this on iTunes. Super excited. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe 
on iTunes. And make sure that when you subscribe to YouTube, you subscribe to AfterBuzz TV Dramas. And also make sure to follow AfterBuzz TV on Instagram and Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. Uh, there's so much great stuff on there, not just Rise, but so many other dramas you can check out. Uh, where can they find you guys? Just Not just social media, but also what other shows are you doing? Yeah. Um, sorry, I can go. <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at alpha underscore Anne, on an Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I am also on the Law & Order SVU after show every Thursday at 8 o'clock, and I'm going to be starting to do the 100 after show on CW next week at 11 p.m., but if you can't watch live, just watch it the next morning, because I know that's very late. <laughs> hey guys, you can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. Tomorrow, Deception, we have the creator of Deception coming to the studio. It's going to be amazing. And I'm filling in on Riverdale. There is so much to talk about. Mitch, gotta rest in peace. <laughs> Also, uh, Becca and Justin aren't here today, but you can find Becca on social media at Becca V Talks TV and Justin at It's Your Boy Jay Yang. I <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. And also, I will be doing the panel for a new show on National Geographic. It's actually season two of a show called Genius, but this time, instead of focusing on Albert Einstein, they will be focusing on Pablo Picasso, who is portrayed by Antonio Banderas. He does an incredible job, so make sure to tune into that on Tuesdays. And we will see you all next week. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 